0: last Wednesday night on the path of the prodigal living from living high on the hog to living with the hogs we looked last week at a determined plan and and uh, last week we looked at a, a demand and a disregard Luke chapter 15 in verse number 11. And he said a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father give me the portion of goods that falleth to me, and he divided unto them his living. And not many days after the young man gathered all together, took his journey into a far country, and thou wasted his substance with righteous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen. Notice. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and sent him into his fields to fetch wine. And he would have vain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. Let's all stand to our feet, shake hands with somebody close to you. Amen. And smile at somebody, let them know you're glad to see them. And we're going to pray and ask the Lord just to help us here tonight, all right? All right, that'll make the message go down easier. Heavenly Father, we pray that you'll take the Word of God. and I know what, Lord, you've put in my heart. and Give me the ability to verbalize what you've put in my heart to a people that I so want to help tonight. And the Word of God has an answer to a very, very challenging... Uh, Need and that is how to help those that have taken the path of the prodigal. Lord, help us as we learn and grow together. We ask in Jesus' name, Amen. You can be seated. We looked last week at an astonishing request. Give me the portion of good that falleth to me. The request was shocking. He was literally saying, hey old man, I wish you were dead so I could get my inheritance. That's all he was saying. It was a selfish request because it focused on himself. Give me. It was all about me. His attitude is was the picture of a lost sinner, literally saying I can live life without you and My, how the lost world is trying to live life without God. And that usually gets us in trouble. And his plea was a perversion of privilege. By the way, don't miss this, Satan is a master. I I believe he's a master at getting us detoured and from what God has in our life, and we're not careful, we'll fall right into it and He, we find here in in the account tonight, the determined plan and the departure into a distant land. In not many days after, don't you love the way the word of God's written? He got his inheritance. The transfer's been made. He's done went online and checked. The money's there. And not many days afterward, the younger son gathered all together and took, please note, his journey. Not daddy's journey. Not somebody else's journey. His journey. And we left last week talking about how that to deal with a prodigal or someone that's on the path of a prodigal, this dad had to had to deal with it from his head. A, a position of leadership. Your head's a position of leadership. If you ain't got your head telling your arms to move, they won't move. So that's simple. And how that this position we deal with fights. You cannot deal with a prodigal from the heart or a position of feeling. Not saying that the father's heart was out of this. I believe he wept, I believe it broke his heart and what his son was doing here. As it does with all prodigals to parents and those that love them. But yet he made a decision from fact. This boy's heart was, I had already left before he even made the request. And to leave him in that home would have been so destructive, would have been toxic, if you will, because he had already made his mind to go. And so we find in the story, and, and, and please don't miss this. If you ever deal with a prodigal, you have to deal with them from the head. Facts. I was thinking, uh, man, this has happened so many times. Uh, um, dude showed up here at the church. He said, Pastor, my mother just just died in in Asheville, and and and, and I've got to get to the hospital up there, and I don't have any money, and. And, and for fuel and, and food and, and can you help me? Now, my heart would have said, man, that's, that's bad. That's so sad. I'm, I'm so sorry. And yeah, let me give you something. But my head said, well, what funeral home has got her? What hospital is she in? What's her name? Why do you want to do that? Well, I want to call them. And then they get angry. I mean, very angry. Because, truth of the matter was, they wanted to play your heart. Now, please don't boo me out. But, those in the path of a are masters, are masters at moving the heart masters at it. They're better than me and you at it. And so, but this father made a decision from fact. saying that didn't mean he didn't cry. That didn't mean he didn't hurt. That didn't mean he didn't care. He probably cared tremendously. Nurse with me, first of all, Scene 2, the awful reality, the determined plan, this selfish son swiftly sped away. And the fact that he left so quickly tells us he couldn't give weight to get out from underneath the old man's rules. He couldn't wait to leave. The fact that he left so quickly, and the Bible says he took his journey. He's not asking anyone. He's not asking for a permission. He's got his inheritance, and he's leaving. He wanted to go. Don't. Uh, we'll talk. I'm getting ahead of myself now. Slow down. My mind's working faster than my mouth can move. He's determined. I'm going. And nobody's going to stop me. And so he took his journey. Now he could have went a lot of different ways. He could have headed north to Caesarea, got a ship to Myra, then to uh, Lycia and sailed to Rome. And then he could have walked the streets of Rome and I mean he sampled every kind of wickedness he wanted to sample. He could have went to Egypt. Egypt being the top of the world. And came to Tarshish. and And he would have definitely been in far country. But do not miss this. The far country is not measured in geography. The far country is measured in where your heart is with God. The far country is not measured by geography. Please hear what I'm saying. Geography, the change of geography, can I be blunt? If I lived somewhere else, if I lived with someone else, if I lived in a new place, the environment... Wouldn't make it better. That's the biggest lie that's ever been told. Because it's not about geography. The far country is about what's in your heart. That's the reason why you can be on a church pew and be in the far country. That's the reason you sit here tonight. Be, be sitting on the church pews But your heart is, boy, just as soon as I get old enough and I get me a car and I get me some money, I'm out of here. You'd be in a far country sitting in a church for a year. But what we get messed up is this. We think the destination has to do with the environment. That we just change something in the environment. I I know there's exceptions to the rules. I, I know that. I know there's some people's... some. Some young people in their life are in, in an environment that's, that's very, very abusive, sexual abuse and all of this stuff. I, I know that, but I'm talking about, I'm going to tell you a, a shocking statistic. 60% of those that leave home as a particle leave from very good, solid families. Good, solid families. See, we get called up in this thing of, well, if daddy could have changed the farm. If daddy hadn't worked him so hard, maybe he wouldn't be down in the far country. If if daddy made it a little easier for him, if, if nobody had demanded something from him, if somebody, nobody ever asked him to do anything, maybe he wouldn't be in the far country. No, he wouldn't be in the far country anyway. Because the far country is not about the environment, it's about what's in their heart. And we got to get our head out of the sand and recognize when the prodigal's heart's not where it ought to be. That father said, That boy's heart's in a mess. That boy's heart's in a mess. See, he walked away. You got to understand his determined plan. I got my inheritance. Okay, I'm going to check the bank account. It's there just as soon as it is. He already had a plan. This wasn't off the cuff. He already had a plan. He had an exit plan already in place. And he got his inheritance. He got the means. He he got his car. He got his trunk. He got his clothes. He's ready to go because he's already got a plan to leave. And that daddy had to be smart enough to recognize there ain't nothing you can do yeah. to keep that boy going. He's going to go. And here's what's sad. Show me. As that boy left? Do you ever see him looking back and saying, why don't I want those old crying?" man's crying? Let me, let me just show you something here. When that boy, in that, that culture, they farmed for a living. And everybody farmed. Everybody worked on the farm. When that boy walked off, these old men back here and a brother trying to figure out how we're going to get all the work done. The work didn't stop. Cows still had to be milked. Ground still had to be planted. Have you ever thought about the fact that somebody had to still sow the seed and get in the grain? Somebody had to slop the hogs and do all that stuff? How many of you ever slopped hogs? Man, that's nasty, nice, ain't it? And, and, and somebody had to do that? But you see, his heart and not up, He took care less! I don't care if it gets done. Have you ever thought about that, Father? his head at night and wondering, I wonder my son's at. Where that boy's at. Have you ever wondered? Have you ever thought about the guilt? The devil just jumped on and beat him to death. Him and mama both saying, if you just done this, you want to win? And the guilt they had to live with. I'm I'm talking about real stuff. But see, where's he at? He's in the far country because he don't care. He's he's in the far country because he had had trouble playing. He didn't care. He left. He left. And he's going. And it's amazing. It's amazing. He went out simply because of one reason. He wanted, no, he demanded his way period. He wanted his way. We can argue this thing, you can blame everybody and their brother. But until we get honest about the prodigals in our life, just get graveyard honest. And saying they're gone because they they're just he'll be on their ways. That's just it. They go they're going to have their way. And they're not going to let anybody do anything to help them. Because they just want their way. And they're determined to get their way. And that's what this boy is. He's determined. He's going to get his way. See, the far countries and attitude of a person's heart, mind, soul, will, and desires. And, and I'm here to tell you, no more than I can change your heart no more than I can save you or make you live right. No more than I can do that for you. You can't do that for someone else. Only God Almighty can do that for an individual. I've been, I've argued myself I'm blue in the face, trying to get some people to live right. And you know what? They look at you and say, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And go on and live the way they want to live. And so the reality is you're not, you're not going to change that. And so he, he, had a, he had a determined plan. And uh, I, I was amazed. 60% of teenagers who leave home were not physically, sexually, or mentally abused. 60%. I seen an article the other day just blowing my mind. How many know who Charles Manson is? We've all heard that. Charles Manson said he came from a family that was wicked. He lied. Charles Manson came from a good, solid Christian family that took him to church. And and uh, it, it's on record, and they said from the time he got old enough to be a teenager, he'd steal the fur off a coon's back. He would he would lie, he would do, he was rebellious. And they couldn't do a thing you know, no matter how much. And he'd been brought up in church. Had a tremendous memory memorized the book of Revelations. But that memory warped his thinking. And, and because of the rebellion, the attitude of his heart. So we need to understand something. And, and uh, uh, that it is an attitude of the heart. And notice... God has a way of getting their attention. First of all, a determined plan. Second, a departure to a distant land. He took his journey into a far country. I love the way the Bible is. He never named the country. And let me tell you why. Because he don't want you to think that was all about the country. Because the country's not the issue. The environment's not the issue. The the question, the problem, is what's in his heart. He took his journey to a far country. And there, and there, wasted his substance with riotous living. First, we see the reality of sin's pleasure. Can I ask you a question? Is sin fun? That's a question, people. I'm looking for an answer. A loud one. Is sin fun? Yes, it is. Let's not lie to the next generation and tell them sin's not fun. It is fun. It is fun. I mean, that's, I'm not that old. Sin's fun. And reality is, this boy took off and he began to waste his life away. The word wasted means to scatter abroad, to squander, to win like a person separate grain from the chaff by throwing it up high in the air and letting the wind blow away. The key word here was he wasted. You see he saw I got this. Hey old man I can handle it. But he's going to find out quickly he can't handle his own he can't handle his own inheritance. He ain't handling nothing. He's wasted. Notice with me first. He wasted his substance. A third of his inheritance. We do not know how much that was. Everything I've read says this, that most men left a sizable amount of money whenever they died because of their culture. They raised all the, and, and they, the, the, the inheritance when most likely been a sizable amount, but nobody knows. But he wasted a third of it. He abandoned himself to the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Can you hear him now? He's got his pockets full of money, sowing that money away. Hey, fellas, come on! Next round's on me! And then a crowd will gravitate toward him. And a crowd will gravitate towards you as long as you got money. As long as you got money, there's a crowd that will be around every time you turn around. Hey man, you got some more wacky weed? Hey man, you got, you got, you got, you got some more alcohol? You got some more of this? You got some, you got some more marijuana? You got some more of this? You got, as long as you got money, There'll be a crowd hanging around, and a crowd came, and I mean he's having a party of this. I mean he's having a time, but he wasted his substance. Can I remind, can I tell you something? It don't take long for a little, for for a sizable amount of money to get gone when you're wasting it. It don't take long to get rid of it. I mean, praise God, I. I don't, don't move this out now. I know people go on vacation, and I like vacation. But ain't it amazing how fast you can spend money at at, 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 at uh, Gatlinburg or, 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 or Pidgeon? Ain't it amazing how fast you can spend money there? And wonder where in God's name it went? And and, and so uh, it, it's amazing you wasted. Not only that, he wasted his strength. He's not understanding it, but he will. The Bible says in Proverbs 19:6, many will entreat the favor of prince, and every man is a friend to him that giveth gifts. Uh, best way that I explain it is this way, and then you'll understand. He wasted his strength. Um, when, I, when I had a stroke, something happened that was such a blessing to me, just, just such a blessing. When I didn't have the strength to do what I needed to do, I had a half a dozen men in the church say, Pastor, you want me to mow your grass for you? Pastor, is there anything I can do for you? See, I didn't have strength, but I hadn't wasted strength. But when you go to wasting your substance, you'll waste the strength. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm afraid to ask this. I'll exclude Jimmy Drum. But. But if if I was really weak and needed some strength, how many would help me? Two? Lord help! I, I mean, if I really needed help, I need how many would help me? Praise God, strength. But what if I, you're wasting everything, throwing it to the wind? How many of you would help me? See, you waste strength. I told my grandchildren, I told them, I said, as long as you do right, I'll help you. But the moment you decide you're not going to do right, I'm not. I ain't got much money, but but I'm not going to put my $2 to sin or or ungodliness. Because, because they're throwing away strength. He threw away security. And when he had spent all there arose of mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Isn't it amazing? He wasted his security. He wasted his security. He's in a place, and God is in a famine, and there's no food, and he ain't got nothing to eat. Famine. He, don't miss his, he wasted his serenity, peace, and calm. He, because he, he's not a peaceful place. He's in a place of turmoil. Says See, he's leaving the household, the but he would soon be living with him. A, a man, a printer man, went to a, to these, um, to these homeless shelters and, and, and working on their printers. And, and guess what the number one search is? Number one, and it's not pornography. It wasn't that. Here's what the number one search that he's seen. How to live homelessly successfully. My, that astounds me. But this young man here, he is, he's is, he is wasted his time, his talent, and his treasure. And the word riotous living means a life totally given over to sinfulness and wickedness. When he left home, he left all more restraint there as well. He has no more restraints. nothing's nothing's off the table. And I'm telling you, he's about to get in a mess. Hebrews 11, 25, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy pleasure for a season. That's the problem, season, because it's going to end. And here's what's sad. That season always is. For the first time, I'm I, I'm dealing in even in our own family. Someone I love dearly. But he lived life as a prodigal for so long. He lived in a bottle, and God knows anything else. And God wonderfully and graciously got a hold of his heart. And, and no doubt in my mind, the testimony is God, but I hold it. What he's done to his body now, it's wrecked. He's younger than me, and he's all to pieces. His health is sharp. And if he lives another year, it, it, it'll astound me. Yeah, he's right with God. But that sinful lifestyle is just destroyed. He destroyed his body. I mean destroyed it. And he used to. There was a day his body was just strong. I've seen him take two bundles of shingles on one side and on another and walk up a ladder and set them up on the roof. I watched him take shingles like this and throw them up on the roof. See, that sinful lifestyle, it'll wreck. Tell you something else, it'll wreck. It'll destroy the beauty of a young lady and the beauty of a young man. It'll destroy it. See, the reality of this young man here is this. He's there. And the Bible tells us that there's, there's just some things. that. So we left last week with this truth. The father dealt with the prodigal from his head and not his heart. And we've got to do the same. So let me close you with three things I want to help you. And I need you to really listen to me because I'm going to tell you, some of you got smaller kids now and you may not have to deal with no prodigals. But hold it, they'll grow up. Wait till they grow up. Wait till they get grown. Then see what you do with it. Number one. When their attitude in their heart is they made a determined plan, they're going to go. You just got to let them go. Can I say this? This father didn't change nothing, nothing on the farm. Didn't change nothing in the farm. Didn't he didn't change. You just got to let him go. That's hard. That's hard. And I don't care who it is. That's hard. That hurts. That's hard. You just gotta let them go. I mean, I, I, I know it's hard. I know. You're not, I know. But you just gotta let them go. Because if you don't, then you divide, then you deal with that rebellion that's in your heart. And it is very, it's very, it's destructive. I found out something after almost 30 years. When people in our church and many of you, someone leaves and says, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. They left in their heart a long time before the feet ever walked them out the front door. And it's rare that I ever get an honest answer of why people leave because their heart, they left in their heart long before. And I tested this one time I said, well, I said, listen, okay, I'm all right if you're only, label, would you do something for me? Vacation Bible school is coming up in just three or four months. Would you stay till vacation Bible school is over and if you still want to go? And I learned to regret that. Because it brought me a whole lot of grief. Because if it's in their heart, you got to let them go. I, it's just that's simple. It. If it's in somebody's heart, and moms and dads, I know that's that's killer. But you just got to let them go. Number two. Number two. This is probably the most important. He took his journey. please, be careful. Well, so and so just done this. Well if that home was just like this. Well if somebody else would done this. Listen to me. Shut up. Don't get caught up a blaming. Somebody else for watching a prodigal's heart. Don't blame others. Don't blame others. Because bottom line, they're old enough to leave. They're old enough to fix what's in the heart. It's easy. For us to get caught up running our mouth. In our church, we don't do much of it. I hope we don't never start. It's real easy to start running your mouth. Wow, why, Wow, wow. No, just wait Your you get old enough to see what they do to break your heart. Then you make a statement. But don't blame others because it's easy. Because when we, when we deal with a prodigal from the heart and the heart hurts, then we want to blame others that hurt. Instead of putting it square to the prodigal where it's got to be. I want you to listen to me. Please don't boo me out. I've known people that's got prodigals and dear moms and dads make statements like this. Well, they just need somebody to love them. They just need somebody to love them. And I know that people need to be loved. But when a, a prodigal is a product on his heart, they don't care about that. They care about their way. They want their way. If they cared about their about somebody loving them, why ain't they caring for the people that is loving them? Let's say mom and dad's not what they're supposed to. Okay, what about grandma loving them? Why why ain't they doing right for them? Well, if if grandma ain't no, why why ain't they doing right with the next people that's watching and loving them? you see it's not about that it's about what's in their heart and a heart of rebellion that says I'm going to have my way I don't care who hurts." that's the reason why environment doesn't change and so don't blame others don't get caught up with others I'm not saying we all not uh, examine what we do and, and, and be responsible ourselves I'm not saying that God knows. God knows. I'm going to give an account. I ain't always do right with my kids. How many did? How many of you would go back and say, if I could do some things over, I would. How many done it right? Truth of the matter is, None of us have got this thing down. And by the time you figure it out, they moved out and got married. Well, (laughs) see, (laughs) you see, no, no, we, nobody, no parents ever done it right. And and when you start trying to blame, especially in the pipe of a prodigal, that a parent or grandparent or, or this or this or this or this or this or this. Then he got no, just you think from your head in fact and say, No, the heart's just not right. Now if you can get there, then we can do the third thing, and this is what the greatest thing we can do is pray that God will bring them to truth. This prodigal had to get to truth. And the Bible says when he come to himself, what was the first thing he did? He said, how much my daddy's got down at the house and I'm sitting here starving. I've sinned against God. And I've sinned against him. He wasn't getting right. He didn't he wasn't demanding nothing. He acknowledged, first of all, himself. And we gotta pray the truth. God bring them to truth. The man I was telling you about that lived such a wicked lifestyle. God put him in a position. Brought him to truth. Brought him to truth. And when God brought him to that truth, he got right with God. And God brought him to truth. Because you see, until the prodigal recognizes the truth of where they're at. Not everybody else where they're at. then. And only then can things get helped or changed this this prodigal so we got to pray that God brings him to truth because truth will set you free because you see he thought he was in a prison house at the old man's house I didn't hear him when he's got his money and he's talking to his buddies and yeah, I tell you, I mean, hallelujah, I'm glad to go He, he was me like a dog down there. Off that farm, and now, now, he don't have no money, so there's no friends. And now, he's slopping the hogs. He's slopping the hogs. would be nice if keep you there slopped the hogs. He's about ready to stick his head in that bucket ahead of the hogs. You know why? Because now he realizes where he's at. And so tonight, there's the greatest truth I can get to you. We got to pray. I mean, we got to pray. And we got to pray, we got to pray and pray. And pray. God bring them to truth. and when they come to truth, everybody will know it. There won't be no anger, they don't this, this boy here is not angry when he comes back home. And by the way, he left cocky proud but when he come back home, even from a distance, that daddy said that voice changed. And when they're different, you'll know it as well. But until they get there, you're not going to help them. All you'll do is just enable them to stay where they're at. And I I can't handle that. I'm praying. The Bible says, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Philippian writer said, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Next week, we're going to look at the depletion of the blessing. So I'll stand to our feet, their head bowed, their eye